great future. We're talking real money. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special edition of Talking Real Money, the podcast. Today's edition is not based on the weekend radio show that had technical difficulties because the station we do it on moved into a new studio and everything didn't work right. <laughs> That's really the way it worked out. So we're going to do the show for you special. Uh, and if you're in the Seattle area, then, you know, this, this is what you would have heard on Saturday. And if you're elsewhere, this is what you would have heard anyway, but we're just doing it in a different format. Does that matter at all? No, I don't think so. I'm Don McDonald over there in the model military aircraft museum, still awaiting the arrival of the B1B bomber. How's that B1B coming there, Tom? Uh, no, you know, I, 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 the, the truth is I haven't had a lot of time, but the other truth is that is one big project. So we'll see. It's one I don't know. big I'm, bomber. I hope the government's still going to pay me for my work because it's going to take a long time. Well, you know, they're they're moving on from the B-1B. You're going to have to upgrade into something new and better. F-35. I have that one waiting, too. You have an F-35? I do. Yes, it's waiting to be built. F-35A. Sitting right there. And I so hear we'll a lot of that. those are waiting to be built. <laughs> we'll get her done. That's what I hear. So. Hey, welcome to Talking Real Money. And we're here to help you muddle through your money matters. And because money matters, that's why we do this, because it's really an important topic. And uh, we want to talk today about eclectic investing. We believe, and we've believed for a very long time, that investing should be simple, it should be straightforward. It shouldn't be particularly complicated, and it sh- your portfolios should consist of a massively diversified mix of equities and bonds and some emergency cash. Basically, that's a portfolio to us. Now, 2022 was not very good to any part of that portfolio, which got a lot of people thinking, I want to do better. I think I can do better because, well, you know, those college endowment funds and hedge funds and all these fancy pants people, they're doing them them their alternative investments. I want me some of them alternatives, Tom. And is that the way they talk back at the Ivy League? I don't think so. Absolutely. But, uh, that is, yes. No, that's, <laughs> they, they actually hire people from the heartland to work at Ivy League schools. All right, so it's like this. We want some of those Fancy pants alternative funds. Yeah, that's even better. Um, is that better? Which al- that is better. And alternatives, by the way, have helped some endowments to do better. The, the, maybe the one that's recognized most regularly is Yale. Yale's endowment had an average return over 35 years of 13.1%. Thir- and everybody says, well, I'll take that. I'll Sign take me that. Up for that. I, I was just going to say, one. I will Tom, can you give me that? I want that return. Exactly. And well, yeah, exactly. Can't. But here's the thing. I mean, during that same time, if you're in a 60, 40, mm-hmm. you made somewhere around nine and a half percent a year. So you made. But remember that that's not equivalent risk wise. The point of this is no, I this is want a fault. to this invest. Is, there's no equivalency here. There's really that's not. That's the point. That's thank you. The, the point is you want to be like Yale because you want the return. And to do that, you have to invest in things, according to Yale, alternatives. Those could include commodities, digital currencies. You've heard our 
our take on those hedge funds, infrastructure, private debt, equity, non-traded real estate, venture capital, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And these assets are not very liquid. These assets are generally pretty expensive. And these assets are really, really hard to understand. Therefore, as Don just pointed out, our take is mm, you're better off being in stocks and bonds and just a little tiny bit of cash. And I love, I love this article from Jason Zweig, and I usually love Jason Zweig's articles. But for those of you who think, yeah, but you know, I'm special. I've got a lot of money. I've got a lot of money. I'm I'm very well to do. And I I think I I have what it takes to invest like the Yaleys. So here's what Lawrence Siegel, who is uh, a director of research at the Chartered Financial Analyst Institute Research Foundation, which is a think tank and they think about money. He said, so you need to qualify to invest in alternatives. You need not one, not two, but these five things. You need all five of these things. The and five things are. The, well, yeah, number one, one is ex- expertise. expertise. Yeah, you got to have people that understand all And I wouldn't touch them. Yes, Don and well, I invest in some small companies. Yeah, okay. But we, but we don't not, we don't do research on the small companies. No. no we we are just buy them all. The operation of well, I'm talking about our privately held money. Oh, so, you mean uh, the, yeah. that's our entrepreneurial stuff. Exactly. That's different. That's, that's different. Enti- different. We, did we do any yeah. research? No. no we just hope for the best. Research. Yeah, exactly. So expertise and yes, No, but Yale think about that for a minute. Let's a talk about folks. that. Yeah. yeah, they have people whose job it is to analyze every possible thing that could happen to these alternative investments and to 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 spend more time than you, and 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 quite frankly more they have more ability to get the information than you have. You don't have the time, you don't have the ability. So, uh, most of you are just going to fail on the first one. But then number 2 is time. How yeah. much time do you have for these investments? Yeah, and they're saying if you can't hold these for at least a decade, and in some cases it's longer, by the way, and it's hard to tell exactly what you own and what that's going to mean in a decade, that you shouldn't get, you shouldn't touch them. Uh, Yale, by the way, was founded according to this article in 1701. So they've got more than just a decade to hang on to the particularly illiquid investments. And, you know, a lot of us will say, oh, yeah, 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 like that bank, like SVB Bank. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be fine holding 10-year t- securities. You know, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. You got to not, you have to avoid diluting yourself too. You actually have to be honest with yourself. The third one is risk tolerance. How much can you stand to lose for a while? And are you willing to watch one investment go to nothing? That will definitely happen in alternatives, while the other may go right out of the park with a home run. Um, not very many people can take that. And I'm I'm okay with not taking that either, by the way. And we don't invest that way, nor do we recommend it for you. So risk tolerance, yeah, for people that are going to be professionals like this, they know when they put money in venture or a, a hedge fund or something that something may blow up altogether the aforementioned svb not stp svb <laughs> and so they can take it but most of us cannot number four is new money 
And see, Yale Yale has tuitions coming in and grants and all kinds of things that are always coming in to allow them to invest in some of these securities that are in on the decline. Do you have a great source of ongoing investable income? Now, some of you may. That's something a lot of you might have. But remember, you have to have all five. And number five is size, which turns out it does matter. Uh, Yale's endowment size does ex- matter. Yes, Yale's endowment In this exceeds. <laughs> thank God, forty billion dollars. Now I, that's a little. I haven't looked at your account lately, Don, but that's a slightly more than a little I have. bit more than I've got. Okay, just checking. Uh, that's a lot of money, and so they get access, they get discounts, they get all kinds of things because they got leverage, right? I mean, no different than the deals that Warren Buffett can make that you and I can't even get close to. So that makes a big, big difference as well. And what is size? Size is not a million dollars. It's not even $10 million. I mean, uh, uh, Lauren Siegel said people think they're rich at a million dollars, but they aren't. And they're endangering their retirement. This is a direct quote. They're endangering their retirement by investing or by gambling. He said gambling. I'm sorry. By gambling in the alternative asset market. You notice he used the word gambling. You can't afford. Can you afford to gamble with your retirement? And if you can, God bless you. I can't with mine. So again, but also the other part of all this that is not in this article that I think is so true. And that is. Yes, 2022 is a lousy year. Well, and yes, so far, 2023 hasn't been the best either. Although bonds are up a little bit, stocks are a little up as well. But here's the thing. Over the long haul, both of those type of securities have given you a good return over the long haul. Do you need to add to it digital currencies, hedge funds, private debt, equity, all these other things? Is that going to be important or is it simply going to be risk that you can't handle and loss that you can't handle as well. That's the way I think you should look at it. It all comes back to my original premise. Investing should be simple. I didn't say easy. They're different. Investing is really way too simple. And we as human beings want to make it more complicated. And almost every time we make it more complicated, it's disastrous at some point. So, Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it stupidly simple. Either way works for me. But don't gamble. Don't do these dumb things with money. As a matter of fact, you you shouldn't even, and I know many of you disagree with this vehemently, you shouldn't even be gambling in individual stocks. We suggest stocks, but you shouldn't be gambling in individual stocks. And yet we see it over and over and over again. Most of the portfolios I look at, especially if they're at a brokerage of some kind or built by a broker, have individual equities. Well, this is an interesting time for the economy and for those aforementioned firms, because in the fourth quarter, this is pretty fascinating. Uh, earnings for S&P 500 companies dropped by f- over four and a half percent. Earnings down over four and a half percent. And that has led to, (laughs) this is euphemistically calling earnings management. In other words, sort of massaging those results. Yeah, that's a nice thing to say. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Earnings management. I think, I think, I think I looked up a synonym for that once and I think it was fibbing. 
Yeah, fibbing. Um, manipulation. Fudging. We'll use fudging. Yeah. Okay. Kinda so moving the numbers from column A to column B for a while, and then mm, if things go okay next quarter, I'll move them back over to column A. And Warren Buffett calls this one of the shames, his word, of capitalism. Uh, this is just another reason, again, and we'll say it, we'll say it today, tomorrow, and into the future, not to invest in individual companies. And the track record littered, you just saw this last week with the the bank in the, the SVB. You've seen it with Enron, WorldCom, Washington Mutual, all names you probably have recognized as places that went bankrupt. So do not use individual equities. Be wary of information you're getting from those companies because uh, this recent article points out that companies have just bald-faced lied sometimes, just told people this is the way it was and not true. I mean, for example, let's just use SVB. Perfect example. Uh, on, on Thursday, the 9th of March, SVB stock was trading for more than $260 a share. Wow. Now what's it worth? Yeah. Zero. Essentially zero. I mean, you know, idiots still trade these things, even though there is no chance. There is no chance there will be any money left for equity shareholders. None whatsoever. Just forget about it. It's kind of like the people who owned Enron right up to the bitter end. It's only seven cents a share, but I'm going to hang on to it. Uh, and, And by the way, here's here's something. Here's a little problem that we all have as human beings. Even though we know that we do it, and I know you do it, if you're just really honest with yourself, you lie once in a while. You what? all lie. Oh, come once on. Every I'm better looking than lies. that. I don't weigh that much. Yeah, oh, everybody lies. Mm-hmm. So people say, well, how can a company lie about its earnings? Because nobody's <laughs> checking. Yeah. And they, they, they can find lie. Ways. We get the same thing. We get the same thing about people who get ripped off by a guy on the radio or television selling some. Wait a minute. They said it was the return of the stock market with no risk. How can they say that if it's not true? Because nobody's regulating them. Nobody's watching. You have to watch. And individual stocks are, I don't care how good they are. I don't care if it's Amazon or Apple or Microsoft or Tesla or Ford or whomever. You can't know if you will never know they're in trouble until it's too late. That's By the way, been Amazon the reality. Amazon lost half of its value last year. The company formerly yeah, known yeah. as Facebook lost sixty four percent of its value last year. Tesla lost sixty five percent in one year. One year, which is losses that but most the, people. But can't the thing take. is, is most of those most of those losses they'll be recovered for most companies. Oh, but yeah. it's the occasional one that goes to sure. zero that really drives that really drives home the risk of individual stocks. Yeah, if you got a strong stomach, you may be able to ride all the ups and downs of several stocks, but if you own a portfolio of 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 stocks and one goes away forever, ooh, that's a big hit to your future. Yeah. And the ex- expectation of the return of that stock is whatever indice index, pardon me, it's a member of. So in other words, if you're buying Tesla at today's price, the expected return is 10%. The risk you are taking to make that 10% 10% is off the charts. That's the part you need to know about. 
Absolutely. And we t- we love your questions. We really do. We take them at 855-935-TALK. We also take them at TalkingRealMoney.com, where you can call them in and speak them through your computer microphone. And those are just getting better all the time, so you sound good. You sound marvelous. And you can also type them in, which, again, seems to me like an awful lot of work, but plenty of you do it. That's why Tom has a big stack of questions sitting on his podium. And uh, this one, (laughs) thank you, comes from Michael, or I guess Mike. Uh, He says, uh, do you have advice on bond allocation? Like equities, do you include international bonds? Um, So he wants to get into bonds, duration, quality, all that kind of thing. Uh, you can get a, you can get so much <laughs> diversification in one fund. Now, I am beginning to come around oh. to the concept of international bond investing, but it's a small for, part. But it's a small part. The reason yeah. I'm coming around to it is because the globe is getting the world is getting smaller and faster. Trades are easier now in foreign paper. A little bit of currency hedging is much, much less expensive than it used to be. So um, you could have an international portfolio. Vanguard has a, a total world bond index fund that could get you the international. But it's not an, it's really if you used just VBR, VBR. Now that's U.S. small cap value. No, not VBR. Um, uh, BND, BND, yes. BND. Yeah. The, the total U.S. bond market. Yeah. You're going to be adequately covered. Adding yeah. more, it's not going to do a lot for you because the point of bonds. This is where we get lost in the weeds again. The point of bonds is keeping your money. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It, it, it's, oh, I want to make ballast. more. Yeah, and that's but one of the problems people you, have though, with their. Yeah, the the Vanguard Total World bond index has been more stable, has had less volatility than the Vanguard total bond index. And it, it, it owns more securities. I, I want to add a couple of things. Uh, number one, we still believe the same thing about international bonds as we believe about U.S. bonds. That is mostly government, quality governments. These are not Ukrainian war bonds. These are not 99-year Argentinian bonds. These are mostly Quality government bonds. High quality. Number two. Shorter yeah. term. Short. I was getting to that. Yeah. I mean, oh, these are okay. not long-term, you know, securities. These are zero to nine or 10 years. You're really not going to go way out. Yeah. To try to make more. And by the way, you don't make more. That's <laughs> pretty interesting inversion we got. Anyway, the point is still the same principles apply. Adding international a small amount has been a big help over a long period of time, or a help, I should say. Not a big help, but a help. Uh, help. Not on the return side, but on the stability side. All right, this comes from Steve. You ready? This is a good one. Yeah. I'm wondering why the retirement contribution limits are significantly higher for 401k programs than for individuals that have no retirement plan at work and must contribute to their own personal IRA or Roth. Oh, I, this is easy. This is easy. Oh, okay. This is yeah, okay. this is actually this was this was started by the United Parents of America. It was uh, <laughs> they they required that uh, that this be in effect so that when mom or dad says life ain't fair, they ah, can point to four hundred one k's and IRAs and just <laughs> say the reason place. why that the the difference life ain't fair. There you go. Yeah, I, I mean, he says this puts us at an extreme disadvantage under these federal guidelines. Any suggestions as how one can compensate for this? Yeah, we've mentioned this before. 
Invest you can save of- the money in a regular brokerage. <laughs> you know, it's not that you can't save. You just can't yeah, save with a, the tax. To, it's still okay. It's savings. It's growth. And let I, me give you yeah. this. Hmm. I want to give you this little tidbit of how you should think about this. Because if you think about it this way, it makes it seem a lot more reasonable. Again, I've said this over and over again. I'm going to keep repeating it because repetition is important. Put money in your 401k at work. Great. Take it out in the future. Pay taxes at your income rate, which these days the highest income rate is about 39%. Somewhere around there. I yeah. can't remember. I got 39. Probably. Whereas Wait, if you I put money this. into the Vanguard Total World Stock Index ETF, Total World ETF, VT, you put that in outside of an IRA or a 401k, just in your regular brokerage account, you're going to get tiny little dividends along the way that you'll pay taxes on, but they'll be small. But the growth in the value of that ETF over your entire life, all of that, as long as you never sell it, that all remains tax deferred. You don't pay any taxes on the growth in the value, and you don't get any surprise capital gains distributions along the way. And then at the end, when you take money out of the mutual or the ETF, your maximum tax rate is the maximum capital gains rate, which right now, even in the worst case, is a full twenty is is less than half the highest income rate. Less than yeah, half and, the highest income. And rate. yeah, then the highest rate I just looked this up is thirty seven percent. Thirty seven. So it's for still less married than, filing uh, it, jointly is six hundred ninety four thousand dollars. So it's more than that. just. It's right at half. Yeah, even at the highest yeah, yeah. capital gains. So rate. You're, you make a very good point. You can still set the money aside. You don't mm-hmm. get the tax deduction, but you get a better rate later on when you take the money out. Right. Something. It's not. It's not perfect, it but it fair, is. But it's compensatory. Than, yeah. And okay. once again, mom and dad were absolutely uh, right. Life <laughs> ain't fair. It's My mom did not. used to say that many times to me. Congress Congress doesn't mm. sit around and going, "Well, I think we should yeah. make a I think we should make this equitable." Okay? Oh, and the other thing you can do is <laughs> this this won't work. I mean, you could try it. Oh, it won't it's work. Supposed to work. Okay. You write to your you write to your congressperson and your senator. Oh. Yeah. Remember that letter I wrote say, 3 months ago? Let's make Never that fair. back from yeah, any you're not going to hear anything back. A letter, an actual. How many actual letters? Oh my gosh, do they he's get going back. You know, I sent you an Come article on. about people about people disgruntled customers I, looking for revenge, and a lot and more you people are, are doing it today. Yeah, you no, are but, a disgruntled customer looking for but, revenge against and, Alaska Airways. But I, as would, I, I often need to, look for revenge <laughs> against Comcast. I need to. I need <laughs> to update. They did. They did refund all the tickets. Okay, yeah. and they are considering. Mm-hmm. refunding us on the t- so remember we had to go buy additional seats at a much higher price because we're leaving oh, the next day they're right. considering reimbursing that it's about five thousand dollars whether they do it or not i don't know but they're considering it well my well my guess your guess i'm guessing that it, got, it goes to the bottom of cold. a pile yeah, and it's forgotten for eternity <laughs> oh it kind of hurts but okay yeah, all I'm right sorry so. I think that's kind of the reality of life, sir. All right. Um, Do we have anything else that's really important that we need to talk about? I want to mention that, yes, we're getting into that season of fun called tax filing. 
right? Oh, you, no, you start don't to remind me. The, all the stuff, the numbers, et cetera. And sometimes when you look at that, you say, wait a minute. Now, you just mentioned that many people pay taxes on their brokerage accounts that they don't have to pay because they're not using the proper type of securities. That's one. Right. Number two, they're not thinking about where they're taking money out in retirement. I run into people all the time. I just took 200000 out of my IRA. Well, why'd you do that? You had this other money. Oh, because I needed it. They're not thinking things through. I am happy. We are happy to give you an hour of our time again to look at your situation, the portfolio, the withdrawals, the, all the other stuff. We've got some room right now. Um, I'm happy to do that. I got a few uh, openings again on Saturday morning. So people can do that again. They so you can go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on the button that says meet an advisor, or you can call 800-386-3004, which is our office number. And tell them you want to meet with Tom on Saturday. Otherwise, you can meet still with work? one of our other advisors oh, on yeah. weekdays. Yeah. Um, I take some Tom, weekday meetings too, by the way. So. Do you? You just oh, said Saturday only. I know because because people love the Saturday thing because they work on the weekdays. I don't Does anybody yeah, actually and, work and, anymore? And, and the rest of the advisors refuse to work on Saturdays. <laughs> so it's only Tom. <laughs> And I'm kind of lonely. Do you ever see anybody come in the office on Saturday? No, no, no. I didn't think so. No, I'm just glad to see you. Ever see Monday, anybody? Tuesday, Wednesday, you ever see Thursday, anybody coming on weekdays? <laughs> no, no. And we're how's that? In how's new that fancy four day office. work week going? Yeah. Is that, is that three that days? Coming up? Three, three days. Three, three days? days. Three days. Three two. Yeah, but it, okay, that's not a it's three day never, work week. I just week. talked to somebody the other day who said, "Oh yeah, I think it'll all be back." business owners Mm-mm. and that well, it's not going to be back in the time that I'm in the office. It might be back 50 years from now, but I Although, do not see that changing soon. I was skimming the news and I didn't read the article, but it said that South Korea is looking into increasing its work week from like 52 hours a week to 67 hours a week. Yeah. Well, there's a place. No the wonder they ethic. outproduce us. Oh yeah. Have you noticed slightly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like way more. 52 so. hours. And we want, we want to go down to 32. Yeah, exactly. And can I do half of those from home? That's Is even that okay, worse Mr. than McDonald? the French. I'm sorry? <laughs> can I do half of those from home? Is that okay? Yeah, of course, sir. Actually go to the office, you mean? No, I'm not doing that. Sorry. That's a lot of yeah, work. We're old. <laughs> there goes our millennial audience. Just lost <laughs> them all. Click. I heard See the, ya. Yeah, I heard, heard iPhones clicking. You know, iPhones, don't, do they click? No, I don't you think just so. punch, they touch it. Yeah. It goes away. We go away. It's over. Bye. Like that. We're done. It's over. We're out of here. More podcasts to come though, because we're gluttons for punishment, as are you apparently. Thank you for listening. If you love what you hear, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. If you hate us, don't leave a review. Because if you actually, <laughs> I'm going to start, I, I keep saying I'm going to do this and I got to do yeah. it one of these days. So I, if it. I tell you I'm going to do it, I'm going to do a special feature on TalkingRealMoney.com that is called something to do with bashing us, like bad oh, reviews. you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to bad review the bad reviews? reviews. I am going to bad re- I'm going to review the <laughs> sure, bad why reviews. why not? We're going to visit reviews your reviewed. home. Ooh, that's it. Bad reviews reviewed. <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, look, look out for that at TalkingRealMoney.com uh, one of these days. And plus, there's good stuff there all the time. So go check it out. We got to leave. I'm Don. That's Tom hanging out in the Model Military Aircraft Museum or just in my little cave in Florida talking real money. 
hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.